Well, thank you for coming back to another episode of How Real Estate Changed My Life. And if you've listened to any of the episodes prior to this one, I'm really making an effort to find people in my circle that have can honestly say real estate's changed their life, hopefully for the good, which I think almost everybody I know it has. Uh, but I, I want to get people that have different backgrounds and every single person I've visited with so far has a completely different story on how they got into it. I've, I've never met two people that had the same story. So uh, this gentleman today, Don Crosby, has a completely different story than anybody else that I've visited with so far. And it's in a different type of real estate. So without giving away too much, I want to say, hey, thank you for coming on, Don. And uh, I want to hear your story and I want you to share with all these people that are listening in today and uh, tell us about what your, your basic background and then let's, let's get into it. I guess my basic background is um, I'm a father of five children, been uh, married for 33 years and uh, live here in the Dallas Fort Worth area and been here for 27 years, something like that. Uh, I've got a completely varied background. Uh, as you know, as we've talked and, and, and been friends for some time, um, I, I'm actually a professional cellist. Uh, I've been playing cello for many years since I was in seventh grade. I drive race cars and uh, did some football re- uh, refing for a while. Uh, I, I was in the Army. I was an intelligence uh, officer in the Army, and I speak uh, fluent Portuguese. So yeah. that's my my background. Yeah, you have a pretty broad background and ex- life experiences compared to pretty much anybody I know. Yeah, so a lot of things. So you're here because of real estate, and I think you can yeah. honestly say real estate's changed your life. And so, no what was your first tiptoe into real estate, and and why did that happen? My wife and I used to listen in the morning when we were getting ready for church. We'd listen to uh, Steve Davis on uh, mm-hmm. on the radio, uh, and he would did the podcast for uh, or broadcast for uh, Lifestyles Unlimited, and yep. there there were they were single family and multifamily type stuff. Uh, you and I are familiar with that mm-hmm. group. Uh, my wife and I joined up with it, and we started into the multifamily realm and investing uh, passively through that. We had had a single family home that we kind of backed into as a uh, uh, we became landlords in that way. And doing that, we held that property for probably ten years, had the same exact tenant in it the whole time. And it went fantastic. And look back at it, to, to be honest with you, uh, it's one of these things where, Kyle, we think, wow, why weren't we doing that the whole time? We had other homes that we had owned and we, we wished that we had held on to them and continued to just rent them out and do real estate with it. But that's how we had originally got into uh, real estate itself. Now we've gone into a t- totally different area and varied off into more of the short term rental arena. So tell me your first endeavor on the short term rental, how that went? I was working as a director of sales for a, a, a guy um, that's really well known for multifamily, uh, Will Crozier. And right after I left there, I decided you know, I wanted to stay in multifamily. And I thought, okay, well, I can go several different directions. And I thought, you know what? I've been hearing a lot about this Airbnb thing. And I think it seems like it's really growing. And this was back in 2018, the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I prepared myself by getting some training and I went, uh, did training with two separate uh, entities and I decided, okay, I'm going to go into the idea of uh, doing Airbnb and VRBO and some of the others, uh, OTAs, online travel agencies. And I, I got that training and, and went, went in that direction of uh, doing short-term rental management. So what was your first guest? How'd that go? Oh, uh, the first <laughs> You know, we we listed our home on 
a Thursday evening. Now, this is the home you uh, lived in, right? Yes, it was okay, actually so yeah. our, our home. Yeah. At that time, you know, like I said, we have five children, but at that time, four of them had left and we still had one daughter home and we decided we decided at that time that we were going to go ahead and move out of our home and move into a rental and full-time airbnb out of our home so we listed it on a thursday evening and friday morning we got a our first booking that's fast no it was just really quick and i was like wow are you kidding this actually does work I was a little bit inspired. Let me tell you a little small story about this. The lady across the street actually had been doing Airbnb in her home and she, she listed it and it just started blowing up. And I thought, wow. And she and I were doing it simultaneously, not even knowing that. Mm-hmm. I, I I was talking to her across the street and she goes, yeah, I'm preparing my house. I was like, no way we're preparing our home. And we were like, Hey, I really, you know, she got, she got done quicker than we did. It was a smaller home and, and wow, it just took off. And ours uh, just, just blew up from the very beginning. There was a big need in this area. And I had done a lot of research on it. We came, <laughs> it was a bunch of young guys that were traveling through. They were there for two days and we worried every single minute that they were at the um, the home. We were just worrying, oh, what's going on? Well, you get all on? these stereotypes and concerns. Yes. Yeah. Boy, the worries that I had back then were just so many. Oh, what are they doing? Why are they driving out of the driveway that way? Why are they, Why are there six people getting going outside at night at, 10 o'clock at night. Well, you know, I was just a wound up ball of nerves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since then, it's nothing like that. I just, you know, I, I don't worry about it. You know, we're insured. Uh, I do a lot of research on the front end and I do a lot of conversations with uh, with folks to make sure and, and do the vetting that's needed in order to have a, a good visit. Those people came in. Those young guys came in. They had a good time, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> there was evidence of it after we... Uh, after we left the the house and uh, or when we got into the place, but it was just fantastic. Uh, great stay, made good money on it, and um, never looked back. That's awesome. And what was your next step? Well, the next step was you know seeing that hey yeah this really does work and this uh, this is successful. And I thought okay well I didn't really have the funds needed uh, in order to move forward and and do too many other places. Uh, so I thought, okay, well, I'll go ahead and um, I'll, I'll look at the co-host model. So I got the training in co-hosting as well. I uh, went to to a guy that uh, provided that training and uh, actually did some work for him on the side, you know, helping him to get more folks like me that were going to do training. I did the co-hosting uh, idea. Um, previous to that, I, I did training in the arbitrage model because I knew I wasn't going to be able to buy a lot of houses, although there was no reason why I couldn't have because I could have used alternative methods for uh, getting financing. But I, the next real thing was hooking up with a, a, a good-looking gentleman uh, named Kyle that uh <laughs> that uh gave me an opportunity and we we worked something out well so you mentioned a couple of things one is you owned a home airbnb it out another one you talked about co-hosting and another thing you mentioned was arbitrage so do you want to go through and explain what each of those three different business models are when it comes to short-term rentals there's multiple different ways that you can skin the cat in in this uh this model and uh, the, f- the first model being you know owning your home and uh, and renting it out you know and i think that that's m- the most disruptive to families uh is that you know if if you've got a home and you're trying to try to rent it out and somebody comes well you've got to leave and you've got to go to either another home you own or rent out another place that's less expensive and then keep the you know the vig um 
and uh, or the difference between you know, what you made and what you have to spend, right? Your expenses. So when, like I said, we had moved out into a rental home and we were able to rent that out monthly and still make enough money on the, the other end to make a, a decent uh, amount of money every month, you know, uh, almost like, you know, replacing a paycheck. So that's the the ownership model. The second model was which I was trained in arbitrage. Arbitrage meaning that you find a home of, that someone owns and you enter into a, a leasing agreement that allows you to sublease that home. And if, um, you know, that may be in an apartment, that may be in a, a regular single family home, but either way, you enter into the agreement, which allows you to then take that home, prepare the place, set it to your standards and get everything in there that, that needs to be set up. And then you put it on to one of the OTAs preparing to to then lease it out. So you, you, have, so you have control of the property, but you, and you, of course, the, the landowner or the property owner, you have permission to do this and you've got some right. insurance to make sure that things go smooth, but it mm-hmm. it's a less risky than owning the house. But there is the risk that you don't have anybody want to stay with you and you just are covering the rent and the electricity and such. But it's, right. but you still make that spread. So you're not getting the appreciation. You're not getting the equity benefit of the property, but you are getting the cash flow. So you're running a business. So now that's right. Now, what was that's the next right. one? The co-host. So so from that standpoint, it's not really investing in, mm-hmm. in real estate, right, but it business. is a real estate business, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. absolutely. The next approach is what's called co-hosting. And co-hosting is finding someone that has a home that uh, would like to do Airbnb or like to do short-term rentals, but has no knowledge of it. And they, they don't know what it takes to prepare the house. They don't know what it takes to get on the OTAs. They don't know what it takes to properly you know clean it and and to really run the business itself. So then what I do is I come in and selectively I work with uh, other clients that have homes that uh, I will research and use all of my uh, tools within my industry to find out if that house will truly cash flow so that not only, because I'm not going to enter into an agreement to co-host somebody's home just so I can make money and they can lose. That's just not a win-win. And they're going to be unhappy. They're going to be all up in you know my business, and that's that's not a good start. So what I do is uh, I, I do the research up front, let them people know, let each of my clients know this is what you should expect as far as uh, revenue, and then we you know we talk it out as to whether that's going to really work or not, and then uh, we have a negotiated agreement on my my end on my portion of what I'm going to earn. Then what we do, just so you know what the finances look like and something like that, not to get too deep down into the weeds, but the finances were something like that is we, I, I would earn my money off right off the top as a co-host agreement. And then we pay all of the expenses and anything that's left over then gets sent on to to the owner. Now there's hybrid models from that. And you and I know how that hybrid model works is that we we decide, you know, what the uh, what the split's going to be, and um, and I do all the work, and I prepare it, and everything else. And there's there's cost involved with all of that, and, and the preparation, and uh, all that. Sure. Well, in a minute, let's talk about a lot of the different. There's different guests that would stay in a short term rental, right? So sure. it's no secret I've got a property down in Orlando, 
uh, Kissimmee right next to Disney World. And mm-hmm. if you're looking for a place to go on vacation, this is my plug, rdisneyhome.com. Rent it up for me. So, uh, but uh, so it's that's a, a nice very, place. It is not, it's nice. Place. And, and you, you helped me with that too. I appreciate that on kind of getting things kind of organized. And uh, it's a different model. That's for people going on vacation. They're there for a week. It's there. It's a an experience really. And yes. um, it's kind of like a home away for home, all that. And then there's, you know, I have those two others and, and this is where you've come in with, with me and, and, and you run them. So I've got one in the Fort Worth, Tarrant County side, and then I've got one out in Wichita Falls that you've helped me with. And those are very different types of gifts, right? So mm-hmm. tell me what type of gifts we typically get in those, those two houses or, or one of your other ones that are in Tarrant County. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, in fact that, I think that's really important to understand that you, you really have to have a hook there. Mm-hmm. You have to have a differentiating factor for each home. And you have to go in with a particular vision of what that home and who's going to be coming there. And in this case, um, you know, of course, you have a great big barn in the back of uh, your home in, in North Tarrant County uh, area. And that's the, the A&M barn that you have back there. Mm-hmm. Of course, you, you're an Aggie and bless your heart. But I ain't, I'm in part of the cult. I'm in. I can't help it. <laughs> and so... Um, and the house itself is actually burnt orange on the in the front of the house. It was a good deal. I can <laughs> well, not everybody. That was why it was a good deal. I guess I don't know <laughs> exactly. And so uh, we called it the rival home. Well, of course, um, you know one of the main things we put up there is that A and M barn because you know you got I don't know fifty percent of the folks out there that might be Aggie fans, bless their hearts. You're gonna you're gonna try to get uh, uh, you know folks that are interested in the Aggie idea. But also, you know, the fact that we call it the rival home with the house being burnt orange and the, and the A&M barn in the back, we, we try to play off both sides, right? Right. And it's got a big patio in the back. It's got a small little Absolutely. basketball court in the back. It's got, you know, you do the fire pit, the grill. So sure. it's, it's on an acre. So there's, there's space for people to spread out. Big yeah. home. It's a big home. We have, uh, uh, we have six, uh, we have five bedrooms in there. And um, literally the house could hold about 25. I think at one point we, we figured out with all of the bed space and uh, futons. And and that scares people to say that, but it's, it's not a party pad. Uh, no. From what I've noticed, our typical guest is a company that's looking to house their workforce that's coming through for a project. We, we, we have not uh, that I know of had any large parties, you might say, where people are lined up down the road and things like that. We've had large groups, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, but we've had large parties where they've come in and hired, you know, hired a DJ and had a bunch of people parked mm-hmm. down the road and made a lot of ruckus. No, we haven't had that. No, they didn't invite me if they of, did. Well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, because I do my job and, mm-hmm. and that is to make sure that we're not going to have the wrong type of people and the riffraff coming in and, and causing problems. There's no doubt that people come there with their families, large families, large groups, and have a, have a good time. But that is the distinguishing factor for that home. The other home, Wichita Falls, mainly ha- what we found is we have a lot of door-to-door sales groups because that house also will hold, oh, 12 to 14 people, something like that. So we have outside sales groups that come in. We'll have you know a, a group of um, 10 or 12 guys that staying in there and going out and doing their sales for solar or pest control or alarms or whatever it might be. And then they come back at night and crash out, you know. It's a and, perfect setup for them. Yeah, it's a great setup. Perfect place. And we've had so many of them. And then we have guys that are doing construction, guys that are doing, I think one, one group was putting, putting together a greenhouse. Uh, we have people that, you know, service the uh, Shepherd Air Force Base up there, graduations for 
for um, basic training and uh, other advanced individual training that they do up in that area. So it's a good setup. It's right. So, so where I was leading on that and you did a good job explaining is everybody has a stigma and stereotype that short-term rentals are just for party pads or vacations. And man, I, that's really just not been the case for my two that are in Texas at all. Like not at all. It's all been like more business associate and you got the insurance claims too. We've lucked out. I mean, let's start with the North Tarrant County one. So you got referred to me because I I had this house and I was doing some, some rent by the room model and it was, you know, I made some money and my neighbor was, he said, Hey, you need to talk to Don Crosby about Airbnb. Like he's throwing out some crazy numbers and I'm like, whatever. And I get a lot of people thrown at me and I, and I, I ignore most of them. And it's not because I don't like people. It's just because right. I have to be protective over my, over my time. But right. when two different people that are not related say, hey, you need to talk to this guy. I'm like, okay, I'll talk to him. And then, so I met you over at my my house over there and uh, we walked it. And I want to say this house at the time would have probably rented for, I don't know, 22, 2400 a month, maybe. No, it was a good house. Yeah. I mean, nothing stellar about it It, you know it's a it's an older home but been remodeled and good location not in a neighborhood necessarily but not in commercial and uh tell me what you you told me about the house (laughs) well we we looked at it and there it was being renovated a little bit we Mm -hmm. did it was a little dated and i said well we need to do a little bit of changes here and the thing that i'm most proud of with with that whole thing i'm going to take it a different direction for one second and that is when you told me that your wife came back and walked through it and she was just astounded at how well we had decorated. And she mm-hmm. goes, I want to move back in. <laughs> and she might I'm not sure. been that serious, but okay. I will. Of course. <laughs> of course. But I mean, that, that made me feel good. I mean, yeah. at least you told a little white lie and told yeah. me, made me feel good about it that, yeah. that we had done a, such a great job of preparing the house and really making it look good. Oh yeah. It was and, at least as good as when, when we used to live in it. Yeah. It was yeah. Very nice. Yeah, absolutely. And so what we did was we did what we could to really make the, the house super nice. And, and I told you, I said, you know, I really think that this house can do probably eight grand a month, mm-hmm. something like that. I, I was thinking it might. Yeah. It, yeah. I think you said like about that? eight, eight and a half. And I was like, yeah. Whatever. I tell you what, if you do thirty five hundred a month, I'll right. keep doing it. And you know, <laughs> I was thinking you might get thirty five hundred a month. I didn't think Right. Yeah. That, when you said eight thousand, I'm like, Man, my friends are hanging out with somebody that's smoking crack. And then um I was like, This is maybe thirty five hundred. Pays my underlying note, it'll pay my electricity, my utilities, internet, and it'll be worth having. And and I'm just yeah. looking at it as the real estate investment side, not the business side. So tell me how we did the first first month. Yeah. So the very first month, I think we did like 12 grand something. Isn't that wild? $12,000. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just, well, the problem is that I knew it would do higher than eight grand, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want you to know that. Right. Because, you know, there's no no sense in, you know, over promising and under delivering. So Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I think we'll do eight, eight, eight and a half. And, um, you were like, you know, you seem to be pretty happy about that. We negotiated a good arrangement. It worked for you, for, worked for me, incentivized yes, you. Exactly. To, the more you make, the better I do. It's vice, it's it's a good right. relationship. And yeah, exactly. so everybody hears that $12,000 first month out. Is it 12000 every month? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, you know, since then, I we've done that. And, and this house has been going for two, two and close years. to two and a half, two and a half years. And I think we've done that, I'd say four or five months. Yeah, at least five. five. At least five. Yeah, at least five months we've done uh, that kind of money. Now, um, how, many, how many months have we had that were less than 2,500? And I'm going to say 2,500 because right. that's kind of my all in what yes. you expect my run cost to be. I would say. There's a few. 
I would say two, maybe three, but I, I think yeah. probably not. Yeah, and if it wouldn't, if it would, and otherwise it'd be really close. I mean, we only had a couple that were really low, but um, so it's not always twelve grand, but then it's not always fifteen hundred either. But you know, there, it's a up and down. It's it's not for the weak. You know, there it's right. this is a this is a model where you got to know that you're not going to do well every month, and you might have a you might have a drought for a while, but then you might have you know some great big wells that you bring Absolutely. in. But you got to be ready for it. Like I I could yeah. never I could not see myself owning just short term rentals. Uh, because I, I like the steady long-term rental that I know it's coming in, what my expenses, I make less, but also sleep at night better. Yeah. I would say, um, Kyle, if I, if I may, um, yeah. I think we started probably around July of uh, 2020. Right. So we missed a summer for the most part. I want to say uh, 21, August. 21. Yeah. 21. Yeah. That's 21. Yeah. It's 21. Yeah. 2021 is when we started. That's two and, years. Yeah. Yeah. It's two and, and uh, change. Plus two and a half years. Right. And so- you know, in that time, there's been so many changes in, in just the short-term rental market. And you and I, have, you, I've oh, cried yeah. on your shoulder so many times, and you know, you kept me from from jumping off the cliff. And, and you know, we've we've stayed steady. And you know, you learned that in your experience that hey, listen, these things come. That's what that's why you're in business for yourself. You got to be able to to adjust and move and prepare for the next move and what you're going to do and. Uh, and so it's uh, we we've done that we've yeah. we've had to make lots lots of iterations mm-hmm. with what we how we present the home and everything. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that Wichita Falls deal on the first because I think the way we came out of the gate on that one is a great story and everybody comes to me because they've seen an article or something on Bigger Pockets about how you know insurance claims and all that kind of stuff and it's not something you just roll into but you've got a network and you work it so tell me how this Wichita Falls deal worked before we even had that thing up and running. Yeah, I want to say that. Um, we had maybe one, possibly two stays, and then boom! I, you know, through my network and talking with uh, with folks, got connected with um, a lady that has really helped us to put folks in that house, and and in that in particular, we got a family of four, three or four that their house had some flooding, and it was right there in Wichita Falls, and they needed that house for I want to say five months. It ended up being for a good length of time. It was, yeah, I think, four months, but it was four months. It was good okay, money. Yeah, I couldn't remember whether it was four or five, but four or five months. And I, you know, I don't know if you wanted to mention the number, but I think yeah, go for we, it. Yeah, I, I think that we were bringing in like seventy five hundred dollars a month on that house, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, maybe eight grand. Yeah, and, you know, and that house would, that house would there. normally rent for six sixteen hundred. I don't something know, like that. something like yeah. that. Yeah, and 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 we and we also got deposits on uh, for the animals. And these people were very, by the way, I met them at the house. They were great. Yeah, I met yeah, them too. They were, they were great people. We met them at the house, looked at the, you know, showed them around and everything else. Very, very good people. They were teachers. Uh, just, it was a great fit. And they really took care of the house very nicely and, you know, very, very minimal damage at all, if it, if anything. And it's just worked out great. They were there for what, four or five months. And then, yeah, you know, the, the only damage they had while they're there, which was not them, it was because I just bought the house, remodeled it because it, it was an, an old rental property. Somebody bought, I bought it off of them and remodeled it, cleaned it up. And so there was just some like natural things that needed to be addressed that we didn't right. know during remodel. Sure. And so when somebody moves in, then they start to see things. And like, I don't remember, yeah. I, I think the HVAC had some challenges That's and it worked right. when we remodeling it, but yeah. when somebody's really running it, it became a different story. So we, we had to address that and I don't care, $7,500 a month in rent. I can handle that. Right. So right. It, yeah, it so that nice. went really well. Since then, we've looked at different options. And of course, you know, through your management company, I've, uh, 
arbitrage multiple uh, other houses. Won't go into a lot of details about them, but you know, several of those houses have done very, very well for us. And what's interesting about that is typically the houses that don't do good as a traditional rental, like a, a long-term traditional rental, may sit on the market for a long time because you're just waiting for that right person to want to rent it. Usually these are larger homes. People that are renting a larger home are fewer and farther in between because typically mm-hmm. they're going to buy something or they're going to stack kids into like two kids, two bedrooms instead of one kid per bedroom. So, you know, the larger houses don't rent real well, but right. they kind of lend themselves to what you've focused as your niche in short-term rentals. That's so they right. make sense. So when I can go to my client and say, Hey, well, I got this gentleman that he's done me well, he's done some other people well, we can rent it to him. He's on the hook. He has to treat as traditional rental. And um, I think every single one of them said yes. I think you pay a little bit more than a traditional rental just to put their mind at ease. You may not see this on your end, but I see it on my end is if I put a traditional tenant in a rental house, they're in there for a year, walking on the carpet, rubbing on the walls, you know, cleaning or not cleaning the toilets, whatever. So it's lived in and maybe they're yeah. rough, maybe they're clean. But with a short-term rental, like in your scenario, it's getting looked at every single time somebody moves out and every time somebody moves in. So it's getting cleaned. Everything's like buttoned up. And the thing is you have a vested interest to make sure that thing looks good and is well That's taken right. care of as opposed to a traditional tenant, not at all. Like they're like, it has to be. it's whatever they, their standards are is what you're going to get. And you've got hotel level standards because it's you're running a hotel basically. Yeah, it has to be five star ready at all mm-hmm. times, and that's what we um, th- that's that's our tagline with uh, Homestay Pros. By the way, I'll give a little tag: homestaypros.com. You can go to homestaypros.com, or you can call me at eight one seven seven two four four nine six eight. Our tagline is legendary hosting five star stays. So we have to have the house ready at all times, five star ready for any visitor that might come and stay with us. We don't want to give it any different for your stay than the than the next guy. So that's the beauty of someone that owns a home that wants to put a tenant in there. We're going to take care of that place. We have to. It's imperative that we we keep that house five star ready. And so, yeah. But I, I want to talk a little bit about the niche that you mm-hmm. you discussed, and that is, um, yeah, I have a particular niche that I that I wanted to stay in, and that is, if you consider, um, there's a bell curve of of homes and the type of uh, homes that we're using for short term rentals could be a studio apartment. You know, just a studio and then a one one and then a, a two one and a two two going up to the curve, the top of the curves being the three twos. The majority of your homes are going to uh, that are out there will be in your three twos to two two ones, that kind of thing, apartments and smaller houses. And then on the back side, you still have a good supply or portion of your population that are in the four bedroom and five bedroom, et cetera. And that's where I decided to focus my my business was to be able to serve those that are on the back end. I know it's larger and it, it causes a little problems uh, with, first of all, the amount of people and the amount of costs that it costs to prepare the home and, and things like that. But there's yeah. less competition because That's most right. of the people are doing this they don't go out and buy a bigger house or they don't go out and lock up a bigger house. They they want to start small and see if it works. Right. So you got the one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedrooms. So you got a lot of competition down there. And and there's a lot of demand too. But um, when you figure out your return on your investment, I think those bigger houses, they you get a you get demand a little bit more rent and you have less competition. And so it works out. It's sink or swim. It really is. You know, it's feast or famine for the large 
houses, you know, you could have lots of groups coming in and for, for big activities and things like that. And, and when they do, business is good. But when it's, you know, there's not these larger groups there, you know, for example, we have a one of our tech stack uh, tools is called Rank Breeze. Rank Breeze goes out every day and it pings um, Airbnb and VRBO and sees where are you ranking on their pages. And it gives you an idea about what, what page you are and what ranking you are. So if you're 15th person down on the first page, you're one page for page one, 15. And so what we do is we monitor that every day. We have a chart that we look at in, in our in our daily uh, conversations with, with my guys that work with me. Paul, for example, uh, Paul's been just a godsend. He's really, really helped me a lot. And uh, he came from one of my property management uh, software companies and he, he came over and worked for me full time. And so we go through this, this thing and we look at the rankings, see where we're at. And we constantly adjust to try to get you know higher up in that rankings. But if you're pushed down in those rankings and you're wondering, hey, why am I not getting any bookings? Mm-hmm. It's because you're not you're not getting close up to the top. It's like Google that, rank, exactly. It's just like your Google rank. And so what you talked about before is that you know on the back end where there's not as much competition. Well, it's exactly right. And so we may be a house that fits 15, 16 people. That 15, 16 people home on Airbnb is not going to be shown when you're a group of five. It's going to be shown, but yeah, it'll be in the third, fourth, fifth, I mean, probably fifth page. Mm-hmm. So you're going to really, really have to look to find a house that fit, fits 15 people. And or if you're a group of five searching for five people. Yeah. Most people don't understand this. And this is some of the stuff that you really got to, to understand in order to compete on Airbnb. They Everybody makes it look, all of the gurus make it look easy. Oh, you just do this, do that, do the other. Right? And there are a lot of scammers. And I think you 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 briefly hit on how you pre-screen people before you approve them to come into the home. And there's there is a lot of scammers. I've I've had one scam on my house in Florida. I think we might have had one my North Tech North Tarrant County house, but it happens. And, just, and and when it happened to me, it cost me a couple grand. But did it really? I mean, it could have just been empty, and it it cost me right. what my cleaning fee was. So I had to look yeah. at it that way. And I'm like, hey, it's a cost of business. There's there's things that are going to happen. If I owned a grocery store, I'm going to have shoplifters. So yeah, you have to keep that in mind. And yeah, you got to make sure that be ready for. You're going to have to you know replace lamps every once in a while light bulbs every once in a while like it's just and you're going to do a deep clean periodically instead of a regular clean you're going to do deep deep clean you got sheets that you're going to have to replace so there's just a (laughs) cost of businesses that people don't think about when they jump into this and they oh it's a one-time expense and it no you got to have it reserved ready to go because you're going to replace things periodically not because of anything bad that they did just naturally you're going to replace things right no doubt and and you know you you did say uh, about north texas we did have one just it wasn't that long ago probably a couple of months ago um a guy came in by the way a little tip for for folks if if the person says that they're a host already be watching because because um, they've already come in with an idea, a preconceived idea about how their house is and how great their home is and how yours is not up to standard. And uh, so a lot of times I, those those people, I really have a conversation with and let them know that, listen, this place is not brand new. It's not it's probably not up to the same 100 percent standard that you are because, you know, and you want to mm-hmm. play it up with them. But, yeah, this guy came in from West Texas and they went in and actually pulled the bedding off. To, to observe the actual um, mattresses and find if the mattresses had anything on them. They pulled up the, the sheets and looked under for the mattress protector to see if it had any stains on it. And then they zoomed in real close for things that were probably that size and they made it look like it was a big, huge stain. And uh, I mean, you know, and then they said, 
cockroaches and bugs and spiders and everything. And we went in and afterwards and no. And then what did they do? They said that they left the house. Well, they didn't leave the house immediately and find another place. They were there for four or five hours. And afterwards we came there and there were huge beer bottles and everything yeah. else. So they just went into party and then wanted to get their money back. And, uh-huh. and it didn't have anything to do with legitimate exactly. business. So yeah, there was. And, and Airbnb, by the way, sorry to interrupt. Airbnb just the gave evil their empire? money back. Is it evil? evil right. yeah. <laughs> they just basically said, "Oh, oh, you, that happened. Great. Oh, there was a stain there. Oh, yeah, sure. Here's your money back." I've had a little bit of run in with Airbnb on my my Florida house because I, I I do the management on that one, and I've got cleaners down there, and I've had one claim where they kind of messed. They did a bunch of little things that just added up, and one of them was you know I've got a that that pool that I think they call it a Florida pool that has like the screens sure. that go around it, yeah. and. Their little, I'm going to assume it was their kid, you know, busted a bunch of screens. I'm, I'm like, they had to go to a lot of effort to bust my screens. And they're they're not overly expensive to fix, but people don't do it for free. And Absolutely. I had to go back and forth with Airbnb on getting my claim because they say they insure everything and they don't. Right. I don't know. They took taken one of my really, because I have themed rooms. So I got a Star Wars room. They took a, oh, the, the night light that looked like a baby Yoda. So, I mean, just stupid stuff. And, uh. And it was just a pain in the rear end. So I had to produce receipts for what I'd originally purchased. It was just a pain. I didn't even get remotely what it cost me to kind of fix it, which it wasn't bad. It was less than a thousand dollars, but you know, they gave me a couple hundred bucks. And I'm like, Yeah. I almost wasn't even worth my time to like oh, right. harass Airbnb. I could have just spent my time talking to somebody that I like, like you, on instead of <laughs> wasting my time with them. Right. But the thing is, is I've been fortunate and I worked the system to where on my Florida house, half my bookings are not from, well, over half my bookings are not from Airbnb. Yeah, they're they're right. direct books. I get a lot, of, almost all of it from Facebook. And I get a couple from referrals. It's because it's relatively new. It's only, I've only had it for a few years. So I don't, I do get some repeats. You know, not that many people go to Disney World every year, but uh, it like like me and my family, like you and your family. <laughs> we love yeah. there. Well, I mean, that's why we ended up down there because we were down there several times a year. It seemed like for several years in a row, and it's like right. why not? Might as well. Like yeah. it's a good investment for absolutely our family long term and build memories. So and it was fun. It was, we've had yeah. a great time with that house. You touched on something about um, you know trying to collect from the OTAs. They're just like any other insurance company. Insurance companies don't want to give their money out. They don't Mm -hmm. want to give their money away. They consider it their money and they're not going to give it to you. And there's a lot of people that probably try to abuse it too. So all the honest people get the raw end of the deal because of the dishonest people that try to abuse the system. So I get it. I understand that. So that's just something that comes up. That's part of my job is to educate my clients, folks that I work for, you know, I'd say a third of my places are arbitrage. A third of my places are I have clients and a third of them I own. I have to educate everybody on, hey, listen, we don't want to try to claim that $200 such and such because we're only going to get $50 anyway, and it's not going to be worth our time. And, and you're red flagged. And you're red flagged. Exactly. You're going to get red flagged. You're going to get uh, shadow banned. And mm-hmm. You're going to get pushed down in the rankings because you're a troublemaker. Yeah. And that's, you know, you and I have had to fight back from that several times, not because of that particular scenario, but because of, you know, other issues that they, you know, they, they have regenerated their their algorithms probably six times since I've been doing this business. And every time it makes me pull my hair, hairs, mm-hmm. my hairs out because we have to start over. We get knocked down the rankings and then we're not getting any bookings and we're scrambling to try to figure out, okay, how do we... How do we get ourselves back up in the rankings and such? So. Yeah. Tell everybody that's listening, what should they know about Airbnb that they they might not have known? 
on like whether or not to invest in one or what have sure. you. Well, let me, let me just say, you know, short-term rentals is the, okay. is the real more. Uh, I know. I'm you know. yeah. It's like igloo, like <laughs> Kleenex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to do your research up front. First of all, the, the most important thing I have to tell people is right now, you've got to know the regulations in your city. Mm-hmm. You have to know whether it's legal. You uh, you have to know whether your HOA will allow it. Look at your CCRs and, and find out whether that's something that you're allowed to do in Good that point. area. point. We've seen a lot of that. Yes, we have. And uh, we got to make sure that uh, from the very beginning that you're legal, because if not, it's going to bite you on the back end. You're going to be right back to square one. Mm-hmm. So do those things. Find someone like me who I will for no cost, go out and give you a brief overview of what your your place is going to um, cash flow. I can give you, I have the tools necessary to, to go out there and take a look and find out what what kind of cash flow you, you should expect. But the most important thing is, is it legal in in that uh, area, in that metropolitan area or whatever, in that, in that city? If it's not, you're going to have a hard time. You know, there's some legislation coming down the road that will probably make it legal in the state of Texas. We don't know for sure. The Supreme Court has always ruled on the side of uh, short-term rental hosts and folks, uh, the individual property rights. They've always, and they basically have said that it's legal, but that doesn't make it, I mean, a city's not going to make it, you know, make it difficult for you to, and they may, they say, no, it's not legal. Neighbors are going to make it difficult too. Or neighbors. Yes. We've had lots of problems with that. Not you and I particularly, but some of my clients. And it's because of stereotypes they hold, not because of any real events or anything. Exactly. Um, now, are there events from time to time that, that are scary? But it's very, very, very rare. We've had very, very little. I mean, I've had thousands of stays at this point, and at the, uh, we've had well, very you, few. you got to make your property desirable to the type of person that you want to stay in your house. Absolutely. Like the ruffians aren't going to want to go stay in one of your nicer places because it just doesn't make sense. It's not what they're looking for. Like for my Florida place, it is designed for people that are going as a multi-generational family vacation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. do I get crazy wild parties? No, I don't because it would be of no appeal to them because right. it, it's not something they would want. It doesn't make sense for them. Yeah. So you have to make your place presentable for who you think would want to rent it and who you want to target. So yeah, I know there was a years ago, there was a house near where I lived. It, it blew my mind, but it was a house and it was, it was a scrapbooking home. And it was a home that was set up just for women to get together to do a scrapbook weekend party. So they would put their scrapbooks together. And this is what they're telling me. Sounds so wild. I, yeah. So I, they might just made this all up. So the husbands would approve of it, but <laughs> it was just a, they would go and scrapbook all their kids pictures and do all the, the, the scrapbooky stuff. And I, yeah. I, I just blew my mind that they would rent and they'd have bunk beds in these, in these rooms and they'd just have all this scrapbook stuff. So I guess the house was set up with lots of tables and scissors and glue. I have no idea. But I was shocked when somebody told me they had a scrapbooking party at this house. And that's all that house is for scrapbook parties. It was pricey for the weekend, but they're, you know, they're fitting, I don't know how many, a lot of ladies in there. Right. <laughs> well, I forgot to tell you that I'm starting a new scrapbook party. <laughs> there you go. And you'll know how to market it. Go to the scrapbook party. Exactly. And, like, hand um, your flyers. But- but as far as you know, uh, continuing uh, the idea of the tools that we use, and I use various tools: uh, a pricing tool, Price Labs. I, I used use to use uh, Wheelhouse. I, I use Rank Breeze, which helps us see the ranking. I use a property management tool called uh, Hostaway, and that basically takes all of the eleven homes that I have, and it, it helps me to put them all in one calendar. And it's, it's very user friendly. I, I use Owner Res for for my Florida house, and it's 
I'm not going to say it's overly easy to use because it, it takes an effort to set it up, but it's very robust and it does a lot of automation yeah. that makes it a little easier for me. And I'm not even remotely using it to its capabilities, but it, it does help me integrate into different, if I wanted to go to VRBO or Airbnb, like it'll make it all uniform. So it all goes through, through right. my calendar, doesn't overbook that, and yeah. that's important. And, you know, I can Guess have my- the- Host yep. away, owner res, those are yep. all different. I can ones. have my locks set up to where they auto, my digital locks can auto generate codes off of somebody's phone yes. numbers and just, all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of, kind of nice. And the price labs to, to give everybody a good idea what that is, is they take like on my house, my specific neighborhood, I've, I've set up example homes in my neighborhood and it'll take those and say, Hey, this is what they typically rent for, for these dates. And we see that people are booking specifically for this weekend so far out or this this month so far out. So it'll adjust my pricing to demand. So that way I can get more when there's more demand and I can it'll automatically lower the price when there's less demand. And you can kind of tell it how much you want it to to give up on the the top side. Cause like I could say, well, no, I want a minimum price. And if it doesn't get it, just let it sit vacant. I don't care. That also is a good point. Don't rent your place for too little because that's when you pick up the riffraff. Um, that's exactly right. But then it also say, hey, Christmas is, well, you know, that's that's a $900 knot. We, we use, uh, this is another little tip for everyone that that's either doing it or considering doing it. And that is um, we use Price Labs in a different way. Price Labs actually gives you a heat map of, uh, of the demand for the area. Mm-hmm. It actually gives you a, a kind of a color score, light green, a uh, little bit darker green, a uh, blue and a dark blue. The light green meaning a no demand or mm-hmm. very, very low demand, and the dark blue meaning very high demand. We use those to help us in our marketing, whether we're going to s- spend a lot of marketing dollars or less marketing dollars than we in this area. Oh, yeah, we can expect that we're going to get because we have high demand. We're going to expect that we're going to get something. Now, I play a different game as far as my pricing schedule. A lot of people will drop their pricing way out. And as they get closer, they keep dropping the price. No, I go higher because that that means there's less supply in the market. And it allows for me to catch those because most of my bookings, most of my bookings are within the last week. And, and I would say half of those are in the last two days. Yeah, because I'll ask you, is my house going to be rented next week? And you're like, I don't know. And then the next day you're like, yeah, it's rented. Like it's very right. short notice. And that's another thing that tells that Price Lab tells me for my Florida house, your average booking is 90 days out because people know they're going to Disney World next week. Like they know, totally like they know different. they're going through. So it's very different. So I love that that program. It tells you how much people are paying, how far out they're booking, what percentage of the places around you are booked. It's, it's, it's a really neat tool and they can only do so much. You can't tell you everything, but it's right. a pretty powerful tool. It is a powerful tool. And we use it every day, as I mentioned. And, and, and But the other thing that you understand about it is that you have to differentiate that tool from your home mm-hmm. because they don't know your home. They don't yeah, know they the don't, value. They don't know that, that I got home. arcade or whatever. That's yeah. exactly right. Because they say, oh, well, your, your home should rent out 90 days. Well, if yours has an arcade and yours is the only one left on the market in the last week and the other one doesn't and they look at your house and they're like, wow, this is fantastic. This thing's still available. I'm going to book that one, even though it's $2,000 more than what I was expecting to spend. Because look at the other one. It's right. playing. It, it, it pops. So and I'm going to plug my house, rdisneyhome.com. That house that arcade it's a commercial grade arcade in there it's got the basketball goals that the goal moves and it's got the timer yep. and it shoots real live basketballs and then i've got what the the, the ride, yeah i got the the air, air hockey. hockey it's neon the room is custom painted so it's black lit yep. to where it, it pops all the neon it's got neon carpet it's got a multi arcade game it's got yep. a playstation and 
Xbox, two separate racing, TVs. They're all car. big screen TVs. I got the side by side Tokyo Drift race cars that you can race each right. other. Right. And I was I got that one because Grandpa can race his granddaughter because it's not like it. They both can play and, and they both have. Right. The, they it's not real cumbersome to get in and out. It's 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 sure. a really good setup. I get yeah. so much feedback from that game room, and we set that up. I've got another big screen TV that thing have you know they're watching football games on or whatever i get so much feedback my neighbors a couple of them have it not very many but people book right. it because of that and you know they that's right they might like the harry potter themed bedroom they might like the star wars themed bedroom right but that pops you know rank breeze or whoever they don't know about that like so that's yeah. that's a thing so i have to market that for those people yeah no doubt yeah so but the there's a lot of tools and again, I'll give you another plug uh, for myself. Uh, that's homestatepros.com, Don Crosby, 817-724-4968. If you uh, have any questions anytime, say you've seen the podcast, say you know Kyle, give or me book a call. your place because it's cheaper to book direct, right? Than it is. Uh, that to too. That too. Okay. Yeah, we have all of our homes on there. And and you can, you if, if any of your friends or family are coming into town, they need a place to stay. I'm sure we can accommodate them somehow. So. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, Don, I want to thank you so much for being an open book and sharing so much because you've had your ups and downs with Airbnb. You've learned a lot, but yeah. man, it's a it's a PhD you've got in it that yeah. you've earned through experience. And and I want to yeah. thank you for all the help you've given me on mine and helped me educate me Thanks, on mine buddy. also. But uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, for everybody listening, tune in for the next one because I've every person I listen or I interview has a completely different story and they all have golden nuggets of just so much knowledge of real estate and how it's changed your life. So tune in again. Thank you for listening and uh, let's do it again. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Take care.